Hello and welcome to another episode of the RSL Random Fan Podcast. The podcast for RSL fans of all age and level of knowledge and soccer experience. That Brendan Mouth along with me. I'm Brian Goble, your host, joined by... The Mouther. The Mouther. Brendan the Mouther. I'd be careful with that one. <laughs> Starting off with a bang, and I'm Tyler Thomas. Absolutely. So it is another episode. We've got a lot of things to talk about. So much. So much. So much. Oh, man. All the things that have happened in the off season. I've seen a lot of, uh, com- maybe complaints is a little harsh, but uh, on the social media is about the fact that people are like, are we having a game this week? I mean, if you're following <laughs> the RSL social media, there's like little hype but we're here to hype you up yeah because we got vancouver on saturday in vancouver and the fun part about a spring game is usually on a saturday it's midday but nope it's at 8 30 at night mountain time so if you come out to cattleman's in magna we will be there handing out gear left and, and right yeah and some actual good gear Thomas hooked us up. Thomas hooked us up real good. So it's not just hats. They got the brand new snapbacks that um, are super awesome with their new colorway. We got some other goodies like uh, Leo Squatch stuff. Leo Squatch stuff. We got stickers. We've got a little. Yeah, come for the stickers. I'll say a boom box, but that's kind of like false schools. Bait and switch. It's a little. It is a a speaker. It's a little RSL speaker (laughs) that will be given away as well. Scarves, hats. Yeah, we do want to thank Thomas, but also we want to thank the uh, the outlet store, the RSL outlet shop rsl.com. Yeah, yeah, big, we've got a ton, of, up. ton of gear to give away. So don't forget that probably seven thirty, we'll be there at seven thirty. The game starts at eight thirty, Cattleman's Burger and historic Magna Main Street, eight nine seventy nine West. They got good food too. <laughs> Magdamay. We'll also be doing autographs, so uh, just bring your bring your favorite jersey. <laughs> yes, if you yep. want Brennan to sign it. <laughs> well, you bring your jersey, I'll sign it. Uh, however you want. No boobs though. Messi. I, I stopped doing boobs. I'll sign Ronaldo. I'll, I'll sign, sign Messi. <laughs> Any autograph you want, I'll sign. <laughs> Kyle Beckerman. I got it down. Oh wow, that that's a lot of uh, potential signings. Yeah, so there's a lot of opportunity there. Speaking down. of signings, we uh, we added a couple people. I mean, last week we talked as if Vera was coming on board and that was done. We didn't have like inside information. Is it Brian or Brian or Brian? We'll just call him Brian. I think it's Brian. It's like Mayan with Brian, so it's just let's just call Brian. him because you got the B R B R A Y Brian Brian, and then you got the B R. A-I-I-I-N-O. So like you were saying, if it's from Utah County, it's Brian. Brian. But if, if he's not from <laughs> Utah, it's Brian. So yeah, we, he signed him. He's probably going to end up left back, center back. Yeah, yeah. Good, good looking kid as far as his game goes. I was like, yeah, he, he has hair like bad. you too. I mean, he's got good hair game too. Yeah, he's got hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the criteria. Just kidding. Huh? He's got a beautiful beard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think him coming in. Good signing. And then uh, Moses. Tell us about Moses. Moses Nyman. He's from SK Beveren. Formerly DC United. DC yeah. United, like, uh, like two years ago? Academy, no. right? Uh, or something like that. No, I think he actually played for DC United. Okay. Uh, before they transferred him over to SK Beveren. Okay. Then he went to Beveren. Never quite <gasps> caught on there. Never made a first team I don't appearance. even think he was there six months or something like that. Yeah. And now he's back. 
Yep. And a, so we picked yeah. him up. I guess we didn't have to. He's like five five. He's a oh. short guy. So he's our he's new little. little and he's nineteen from no. like, <laughs> nineteen <laughs> midfielder um, from uh, Liberia. Liberia. Nice. Wow. Uh, an American though, and it's interesting too. There's a lot like how many we've got all of the academy players like Benitez and a couple other midfielders that are supposed to be good and upcoming, but then we sign a 19-year-old. Well, so yeah, it's maybe, interesting. Maybe there's some stuff happening behind closed doors that, well, that just aren't... And it also didn't look like it was one of these record-breaking signings. They didn't roll well, out the red I carpet was, for him. So. It was like, a, hey, we have an opportunity. We have a spot on the roster. We have a spot. We but need... it's like a $40,000 a year spot or well, $60,000 yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it's got to be right? something not, under 100000 Yeah, it's definitely not a big... And he's part of the Blitzer group. SK mm-hmm. Beveren's part of the Blitzer group. And that's so, probably why. Nice place for him to get some play. Maybe he ends up playing for the Monarchs. Or maybe he's that good and uh, he gets a lot of time for RSL. And that's because the other our, thing. Goal, our goal is to be the shortest team in Major League Soccer. And the Brianist. The Brianist and the shortest <laughs> team in MLS. Uh, those two goals can be attained simultaneously. Your name's way. Brian? Are you under 5'10"? <laughs> Do you I like th- soccer? I think Vera's Welcome a little bit taller. <laughs> he's not quite... <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's not. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but uh, we also said goodbye to a couple people who we had rights to. Uh, finally, did Cordova? I saw that. Yeah, Cordova went to finally Vancouver again. With it, also if we, they play him, again. play him ten times, we get an extra hundred thousand dollars. Oh, nice. Yeah, so if he's nice. an influential player over there, we I get think we're guaranteed two hundred thousand in GAM, mm-hmm. and then in GAM, and then an extra hundred for the ten games played. Oh, okay, gotcha. And general allocation money, right? Which is the ones you want, right? Yeah, that's, that's the good stuff. Yeah, that's, that's like the free money. That's the liquid gold. Yeah. So liquid. Good job getting <laughs> some money out of that. We also got a third. Oh, uh, the twenty twenty four first round draft pick from Vancouver. Yeah, which, it's guaranteed first round draft. Yeah. So wherever they finish in twenty twenty four, which could mean something. We'll yeah. see. It could if somebody's on the way up. That's you know like the next LeBron of soccer. <laughs> So hopefully we can get that guy before he's too too expensive out of college. What is we? Yeah, probably not. If you follow other sports like say the NBA and a guy like Danny Ainge, he is famous for the Jazz have just like 150 first draft round draft picks. Yeah. It seems they've accumulated just massive amounts. So those are th- those are things that a good GM will have in their back pocket. But here's the thing. Which guy on the team's going to win the dunk contest? That's the real question. You know, well, that, if it's that, Moses, <coughs> if it's Moses, he's in the wrong. He's, he's playing the wrong, the wrong sport. sport. Yeah, no kidding. If he's Spud <laughs> webbing it, yeah, it's just elevating. Too hey, far. I remember Joao Plata scored a couple goals with his head. It wasn't impossible. It it was close to impossible, but he did. He played for us long enough. That <laughs> he got a couple headers. Accidentally got in the way. Ricochet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the one did just kind of hit him in the temple, but the other one, I think he meant to head it. So, Sergio Cordova in the Great White North. Great White. Hopefully, um, we'll get a kick him on Saturday, right? Hopefully, he'll be. I don't know. I don't, be a late I don't game have sub that animosity. We, we can kick it's, him a little bit. It's not bit. like we are the ones. Like It's not like he was like, nope, I don't want to come back. That's kind of what it was. No, kind of, but still. I mean, it's the, it's the whole... Well, RSL wasn't willing to fork out the amount of money that, that Vancouver was. Did yeah. To get, all, it was like $2 bucks. Yeah, he's so going like, to be... A, and what does he owe us? He DP. was here for an entire year. 
and he's supposed to be like, I die cobalt blue. He finally, <laughs> it's, it's only cobalt blue for me. He finally no, figured dude, it out. He, I think he, he, had, he can get like, what was it, two mil, you said? I think they, they the purchase price was just over two million. Yeah, and I mean, with this work ethic that salary. he acquired at the end there, I mean, that's that's what you need. And he's and he had he's, like seven goals in the last 11 games. He started to figure it out. And I, but that was on our team. Yeah, well, you got to remember as a striker, the whole new team doesn't always mean a whole new bunch of goals. No, know, but I root for players like yeah. that, especially when there's a player that maybe a lot of RSL fans don't like. Or that just makes on. me root for him even more. Yeah, than, like bees. <laughs> Wait, he's not a player anymore. <laughs> Didn't oh, he retire? <laughs> All right, I'm going to uh, Schmidt. Dang it! Oh. oh yeah, Schmidt. We finally got his money. Yeah, he, he got signed by uh, Houston. Houston, the Orange and Orange, also known as the RSL Castoffs, because yeah. they've had three or four. <laughs> Wilson, R- is Corey down there still? Corey Baird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last I heard, but uh, he might not still be there. But we'll oh. see. Yeah, he gets to wear some of the worst kits in Major League Soccer. Down yeah, in I think we all ranked yeah, them I last. Even, I don't think they even. You know, like at the end of the game when everybody like takes off their jersey to share. Yeah, they're like, no, they're no, like, no, no, you no, can no, just keep just it. Keep you can it. have my no. jersey. Just, just keep <laughs> just yours. Don't, don't bother. Yeah. I, the orange doesn't match my house. <laughs> no, my wife said me. I can't bring that color home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not tra- trading with Baird, okay? <laughs> All right. So those are some of the transactions that have happened in the preseason. Um, we know we talked about in the past the players that didn't return. And Tyler's still upset about Beasler, obviously. <sighs> See, it's always bad luck to shave off a mustache when you're known for a mustache. Because the moment he shaved off his mustache, you could tell. He didn't get the minutes anymore. Really? They just started losing faith. You know what I mean? They were already talking to other then teams. then they plugged him in in the last game of the season <clears throat> as center back. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. See ya, beard. <laughs> Well, okay, so I'm going to switch then over to Eric Holt, since I already have the same haircut as him. Yes. You're rocking it. You're new. Nobody's business. Holt's my new root for the underdog guy, my come-upper. Your unrequited love of the season, right? (laughs) Uh, He can be your unrequited love. Yeah, there you go. So the preseason, RSL had a really good preseason, which, as we know, means... Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. They did beat... uh, They tied Kansas City 2-2. Which they were ahead 2-0, subbed in all their good players, and then gave up two goals. <laughs> so that's weird. Oh, wow. They <clears throat> went 1-1 against Sacramento. I think that's – isn't that where Douglas Martinez was playing? <laughs> was it? I mean, Our old guy. I know there was some, a lot of love for him. Um, then we beat El Paso Locomotive 5-0 and went to town. And then in the most recent – the last pregame on <laughs> Saturday, Salt, Real Salt Lake 3 Chicago, nothing. I don't know. There's a lot of angst in that Chicago market. They're really concerned that Chicago they hasn't spent a lot of money, out. and then they still can't get it right. They get Shakiri, they get world class players, and Chicago just can't. Ever since RSL knocked them out of the playoffs <laughs> in 2009. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The curse of the Ramondo. Ramondo. I don't know, whatever you want to call that. Because that they went to PKs yeah. in Chicago for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and we beat them, and then went to MLS Cup final as the Eastern Cup entrance. Someone peaked in the finals. 
So we're yeah. So we're going to talk about setup. our yeah. We're going to talk about our predictions today, right? Yeah. Like we did last year, and one of us was relatively accurate. Yeah, Ruby or Beans stepped up, and he did really, really well. <laughs> nope. Wow. <gasps> no, nope. It was Johnny Man. No, it wasn't Johnny nope, Menendez either. Not me. Not me. I didn't know. Your pick for the player of the year was? I did have two. It was oh. the midfielder. It was Pablo Ruiz who stepped up. So I probably get half a point. So out of but two. You were, solid. you were a negative Nelly for like half the season. Yes, I was. So I don't know if you could really say that you won that. Well, I, I mean, out of the three of us, I got half a point because I also said, <laughs> who was the other midfielder that uh, that we sold? Yeah, yeah we sold. The what Brazilian was, guy. Yeah, what was his name? Yeah, him. I can't remember. Brazilian? Emerson. Emerson. Everton. No. Everton. Oh, Everton. Everton. Yeah, Everton. Everton, Luis. Yeah. I figured Everton. one of those two had to have a good season. And, and so I'll take half Everton, a point. Because we shipped him out before the season. <laughs> we shipped him out before we shipped out my guy. So. But Brennan yeah. had us winning the... Uh, the champion, the UEFA Champions League last year, yeah. and Tyler had us doing third place. Third I was place. going for third, yeah. And I had us barely making the playoffs, and lo and behold, we barely made the playoffs. Barely made the playoffs. It looked like we, Brennan and I, were going to be much closer. And I was excited. I was excited for you. Season, I thought, all right, I was totally wrong. Yeah, but then <laughs> you then, sat back in your chair and you're like, "Dad's always right." I, you know, I might have, Papa, I might have gloated Papa a bit. Knows what he's saying. <laughs> when uh, I was not expecting RSL to go on a historic winless streak and and yeah, drop that's, down the that's table you in the chair, and then I turned to my wife who was looking at uh, David, Beckham. David Beckham videos, and I said, "Honey, sometimes I get tired of being right." <laughs> she's like, "Yep, honey, whatever you say." And she's moved on from David Beckham, Gareth Bale, <clears throat> Harry Kane. Um, there's Just a whole bunch British more. British guys, huh? Yeah, a whole bunch more. As long as she's not on BTS. You know what I'm saying? But talking about negative Nellies, if we look at the... Uh, wow, the predictions. The predictions around the... Uh, what would you call it? The For league. Major League Soccer. The, all the guys that write about Major League Soccer. The talkers, the writers, the guys on the... The influencers, the, the Tom Bogerts, the Matt Doyles. Ooh, Matt Doyle rules! I do like Matt Doyle. Matt Doyle picked us 11th, bro. Andrew Weeby. Oh, I was just saying, oh, Doyle, you know, from... Billy Madison. Oh, okay. Andrew Sorry. Weeby. I think he's wrong all the time. I watch a lot of the instant replays and I'm like, how can you be so wrong? <laughs> Every single. I think he's how just can like that. Be the application of that rule. No way. <clears throat> so here's some of the predictions. Who has us? Danielle Slayton. Yeah. Has Real Salt Lake six. at six. That's the highest. Yeah. Then you have a couple of sevenths. Andrew Weeby, Charles Bohm, eighths. You've got Bradley Wright Phillips, Dude, who was a great player. That's a player I wanted to see at RSL. The dude just scored goals. Yeah. And Jay Sam Jones, Tom Bogert. I like Tom Bogert. He does a good job. And then you've got, after Bunch that, of ninth, so. ninth, Sasha Kleiston. What does he know? He's a. <laughs> well, the ones I'm concerned he's just a, about. He's just a former player from last year. Why do they even ask him? Who cares what Sasha thinks? Laurie and uh, Doyle. They don't know who we are. Wow. Matt Doyle's 11th and Joseph Lowry 11th. 11th. So no one's given us a ton of love. That means this is our season. This is our year. And let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. <laughs> it's all us. Uh, so predictions for this year. Placement. Uh, we'll start with placement in the league. Oh, placement in the league? Yeah, Well, yeah, it's yeah. really difficult, too, because we don't know what the playoffs are going to look like. Right. But we can still pick position. 
I and we there's... still might take 10th and make the playoffs, but hopefully we don't take 10th. I don't know. I'm not I'm not too sure. I, I mean, this is probably not a good thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyways because I'm in the comfort of this home. Um, I don't I don't really have faith in Demir. Demir? We can edit this out, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> not on predictions, man. Not on well, predictions. I think no. where are we placing the RSL? Where do you think RSL is going to finish? Because of him, I feel that that's where we're going to be put. Yeah. If he's just an, this amazing guy, I think we could probably get up to fifth or fourth. If he gets back to his 10 goal. I don't care about that. I think I think if he just gets up to where he's influential, we can be fourth or fifth. When it comes to him not doing so well, I think we're going to be seventh. That's my prediction. Seventh. Wow. Yeah. Unless Demir oh, see, I hate, I, comes start, up big. I'm starting not to like his name. You know what I mean? It's like, How about it's we like, just call him Krylock? It's like then. you're in middle school and they're like, hey, did you hear about the new kid? Yeah, he's a transfer. Yeah, I heard he's like super cool. He's got like a skateboarding contract. And you're like, okay, who's this Devin guy? And then, you, Devin. and then you finally meet him and it's a chick and you're like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. So your guess is fourth to seventh. That, that's kind of a big area. You probably should. Jeez, I'm sounding more like you. Holy I know, cow. I know. Let's just go fourth. Okay, Brennan's fourth. Because I don't, I don't ever have that situation where my wife's looking at soccer and I tell her, hey, I'm always right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I ever have that either. I, my, my wife is like, is that soccer? I'm like, yep, it's soccer. I mean, sometimes I'll be like, ooh, kid, go stand in this spot on the field. And they're like, why? And I'm like, it's too late now. And the ball goes right where I said it was going to go. See, I think that's a that's a lack in leadership and coaching. I think you really need it's to prepare. Because I'm, I'm not the coach. You should have yelled louder. Dad. You should have yelled louder. <laughs> right now, I'm just the dad. I'm not the coach. So you know, yeah. Uh, so I'll I'll go next apparently, and uh, I'm gonna go with fifth. I, I want to say fourth or third, but it's hard to. Anyway, I'm trying to be realistic, not. Homer fan, number one. You were humbled from last season. Well, well, I guess I you like... were going fifth. You said fifth last year. <laughs> no, I didn't. I said third. I said third last year. Oh, okay. So I knocked us down two notches. That's my my pick, fifth. Okay, grandmaster of all. <laughs> of all grandmastery. And... Yeah, I uh, I just I'm like well, you guys. Of I have no idea. And soccer experience. Um, I have no idea where um, William Brandt RSL how to feel about the team this year. Yeah, last year I was really confident that they were going to finish right around the playoff line, mm-hmm. and they surprised us. And I thought, oh, maybe I was wrong. But it turns out they came back to earth, and I am not. But you also thought Seattle was going to come back to life, and that never really happened either. That's a bo- that was a bonus. That was a bonus. Because <laughs> I don't have faith in Seattle either this year. I am not a Craig Weibel fan. I'm not a fruit snack fan. So yeah. I don't see, unless they make, I haven't followed them, and they make some sort of change up, maybe some good signings. Nope, I don't it's see. It's a lot of the same. Like, we're not talking about Seattle, but I don't have any faith that they will. I think they'll be right where they were last year. Same. So and I don't have a ton of faith in Pablo. Pablo Ruiz Mastroeni. or any? Oh, okay. Oh, Minestroni. I don't know that. 
I think this is the make-or-break season for him. Because the thing that hurt RSL the most last year was his inability to make in-game changes. He knows how to set up a team. RSL plays well in the first half almost every game, right? The press is pretty he, he, good. He, he second-guessed himself too many times. The second half, the other coaches make some adjustments. They come out, flip the script, and then Pablo RSL is behind the eight ball trying to catch up. He did start to make some subs to his credit earlier because he was making subs in the 70th and 80th minute when everybody's like going, hey, the other team's doing something different. Maybe we ought to do something different. So I I have no idea really where they're going to end up, but I think they're going to probably be seventh or eighth. I'll go eighth. How's that? Eighth. Because I don't have any faith. It's pretty dismal. Yeah, I don't have any wow. faith that – Pablo is going to make the necessary changes. Well, thank you for listening to the RSL Random Fan Podcast, where we're the positive podcast, and we yeah. have ultimate faith in positive, our team. fair and, and honest. I and hope I'm wrong. Bradley Wright Phillips and Brant picked the same placement. So you know how you know how you should take those comments. All well, right, I picked Brent one spot Weeby. higher than Danielle Slayton. Yeah, well, I think you know, on average, we're probably higher than the. Um, Do people even know average? these people? Like, this just doesn't make any sense. Like, I've never heard any of these people's names. Matt Doyle, Tom Bogart. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the top. Do they actually like most of them are pay writers attention to them or uh, former players? They may not pay attention. They pay attention to them because they're always talking about Major League Soccer. Like Andrew Weeby works for Major League Soccer. He's one of the cats on Instant Replay. Oh, okay. Oh, that dude? Yeah. So he doesn't know nothing. No. <laughs> Is that the dude that went down? He's been uh, covering the league it, for a long time, to be fair. For RSL? Weeby? Yeah. Or no, is that the no. buddy? The buddy from that instant replay show. Well, Matt Where, Doyle and um, yeah. okay. Andrew Weeby and a couple other guys are on there. Charlie Davies. Charlie Davies, that's the one. Yeah, oh, that's the flopper. one that went down oh, okay. in the yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan of Charlie yeah, and Davies. Chris Winger didn't even touch him. <laughs> yeah. And he got a penalty on yep, that's it. I, I think it was uh, Borchers. Oh, I, th- I thought it was. No, is that was the Winger. one like in three was, minutes? The first three minutes? It was Winger. No, that was, was a different DC game. United. So, yeah, I, I think it's all going to come down to a couple of things. Number one, Pablo having the ability to have improve his tactical game and set up the, the team to finish games as well, as well as they start the games. And also where the goal is going to come from. I think it's going to be goals by committee. Um, I I myself don't believe that Demir I, I have is, a strong feeling Savarino and Gomez are going to do some well. Yeah, I think that's I think we're going yeah, to see. Yeah, let's get to that. Who, who so do we gonna, pick yeah. for the golden boot? Yeah, let's stop talking about these nobodies. Who, who we got for golden boot? Golden boot? My Eric boy Holt? Justin Miram. Oh, okay. <clears throat> not Eric Holt. Can't okay. forget about that guy. Those are just things we were yelling okay oh. uh brant since you went last you first on who's gonna score the most goals or um, assists or combo the of, combo of goals and assists yeah you know what total I, points that's what we're going for point leader that's who wins the golden boot right looking at the roster where the goal is going to come from it's Two probably going to be wings. like we said okay. goal goal kite by committee the i think they're expecting if they aren't going to sign a um, recognized or experienced 
striker number nine that's a goal scorer that's his job i'm gonna expect it's probably not gonna be a ton of goals maybe like last year nine or ten or eleven is which is which is a decent haul we're not gonna see somebody get 16 17 18 goals um during the season i'm gonna go with anderson julio anderson julio i think if you're gonna have midfield a good midfield like that getting some shots off there's gonna be a lot of um, garbage goals, a lot of, you know, picking up those. What's the good word for that? Poacher. I yeah, so speed goals. If we're looking at that, I'll, I'll go with Anderson Julio. I think uh, he, he may start. He He's going to be in at the end of the game. Yeah, he does add that speed element to the game, which, I mean, there are a couple other speedy guys on the team, but nobody at his level, I don't see. And I will admit the chances of that – um, prediction coming true is uh, zero to. We are the positive none. podcast. But I think if we're going from right now, I'm gonna, I'll say Anderson Julio. Anderson Julio. All right, Mr. Thomas. My turn. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll take uh, Jefferson Savarino. Boom, 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 boom. Savarino. I think Savarino is the man with the plan. He did really well last year. And he came in midseason. So I think him having that kind of prowess, if we can get one of these guys up top, and there's like, there's Bertine Jackson. Technically, he's listed as a forward. He's kind of a winger, though. Anderson Julio, Axel Kai, Julio Menendez, Justin Miram, Danny Musovsky, Elijah Paul, Rubio Rubin. If any of those guys can get five goals to me, then it's Savarino's game to win, you know. He's he he came in so many times, scored killer goals, especially like that San Jose game where we had no business being in it. We gave up two just pass it to the other team kind of goals, and he saved us at the end. You know what I mean? Like Sava to me is going is that's my prediction for Golden Boot leader of the team that's RSL. A that's a real good one. Random fan podcast. I'm still talking. Go ahead. <clears throat> no, I said that was a good one. Thanks. Who you got? Demir Krylock. Demir. I think he's going to be the most influential player of the year. Um, I think he's going to score upwards of 20 goals. Um, and I feel that he was just biding his time because he didn't like the lineup, and that's why he said his back was hurting. So, wow! I think he. This is all strategic. It was all a brilliant psychological move. Absolutely, he's like you know. Part. I'm not really feeling this year's lineup. Johnny Menendez not looking too hot. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hurt back, and so now he's gonna come back. He's gonna be fired up. Um, and we're gonna have Aaron Herrera. I mean, um, we're nope. gonna have nope, um, nope. We're gonna have Pablo Ruiz send it in, and uh, Demir is just gonna be seven feet tall and. Put it about behind the net. Yeah, it might if if that does happen, it might also help Michael Chang because he was pretty good at he lobbing crosses in there. I mean, nobody. I, I mean, wanted to watch film again, but you know, I don't play. Yeah, but, so I don't know if it's really that important. But it seemed <laughs> like um, a few games he did find a way to get past the defender just in front of him to set up the cross. Um, and I don't know what worked and what didn't work because it seemed like some games. 
he was useless. Some games he had some opportunity. So hopefully whatever it was that gave him the chances to make those runs and get behind, he can he could do that because yeah. we need both sides. Right. Really bad. Yeah, and I think if if Chang's lobbing balls in there and we get, you know, like I don't know, uh, Ruby Overbean, Jefferson Severino, and uh who's the next shortest guy there? <laughs> Well, I think Gomez. I think Gomez is pretty good. He's going to be able to. Gomez is a little dude as well. Yeah. But if we're ball, if we're lobbing balls into the box for those three, that's not really. But I, from what I've seen, Elijah Paul is kind of a big dude. Uh, Axel hope, Kai is kind of a big dude. I hope he plays. I like Elijah Paul. The, they, those two both kind of play with power, and hey, maybe they can get up in there. And Rubio, Rubio, Rubin. I know a lot of people are frustrated with him because he didn't do, score a lot of goals and he slid at the Austin goalkeeper for no real reason. Oh. But besides and that... And is out for Saturday. Why is he out for Saturday? Because he got a red card. In the... Oh, no way? Yeah, he's oh, man. out for Saturday. <clears throat> right, serving that red card suspension. Um, so who will step in? Who will fill that role? Will Is it Demir's spot? Or do one of these young bucks come in and kind of nudge him out of there? I want to see Moose do something, man. Well, do we want to make a few more predictions? I think a lot of people and do, then... but he, he, like, we, if you watch, go back and watch, like on Twitter, there's a bunch of after practice, um, whereas, yeah, like people oh, with are, the little tiny microphone. Is that yeah, what you're talking about? Yeah, and and Pablo's like he's going through the strikers, right? And he starts with Rubin, and then he talks about Crylock. Then he talks about somebody else, and then they prompt him to ask about Moose, Danny Musovsky, and he's like, oh, yeah, he, he was out there. Like, almost no response at all. And I was like, oh, boy, dude. If, that if like, that was my boss talking about my performance at work, I'd be worried. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't know what's going on with him, where he's at how he's showing up, but apparently Pablo isn't very excited about him, mm. which is sad. That is sad. So I, I'd love to see something out of him, but we'll see. So who's going to be the defensive player of the year? D player of the year, uh, Justin Glad. He's at his prime. He's our best defender. He's strong. He's a ginger. Justin Glad. Yeah, it's either Justin Glad or Silva. Um, Oviedo is a really good quality defender, but I don't know about how long he'll be able to play. You know, how many games? <clears throat> yeah, his conditioning and stuff. So, yeah. How about you, Brent? You went with Martha with Silva. Yep. I'll go Silva since he. You did. Yeah, you guys are going on the back line. Maybe it's somebody. What about uh, Ojeda? Could is be. he going to be more of the defensive, or is he going to be sure. more going forward? But. Um, you know what? Um, I'm not going to go with Jazeel and Roscoe. No, you're not, you're no, not going with no. uh, Brody either? No. He's probably the guy who has his spot locked down. Yeah. We yeah. Get, we got rid of his the guy in front of him. I'll the, go with, the I'll guy go behind with him Brody just to be different. We can't have, the, <laughs> can't have the same predictions. Right? So I think I think Brody will see if he hits the sophomore slump. He has, he's been around a few seasons, but... Have a good season, and that next season people know about you. They, the game plan for you, or they, um, game plan away from you. Right. Kind of 
like what uh, we saw with Herrera quite a bit. I think they, a lot of teams yesterday, last just year were just kind of down the other side, yeah, yeah, avoiding him. So I'll go with Brody. Why the heck not? All right. And then midfield, we going midfielder of the year or humanitarian of the year? Humanitarian. I'm going to do Bodhi Hidalgo. I was going to sing him too. I was trying Hidalgo, to think of something. Huh? All right. <laughs> That a kid. What what Bodie Hidalgo will going to do to become RSL Humanitarian of the Year? I don't no know. idea. He's going to donate a lot of stuff. He's going to. I'm going to go with Krylock. Krylock oh, again? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, Krylock's going to be too busy on the pitch, man. He's not going to have time. Are you mm, kidding me? Hopefully. Yeah, that dude can't even swim in a pool. You know why? Every time he jumps in, it lines on concrete pretty much because he walks on water. That's right. That's Demir Krylock. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Brent? I'm going to go with Danny Moskowski for Humanitarian of the Year because he's probably going to have a lot of time to do stuff <laughs> in the community, sounds like. It's going to be so funny when he's like a breakout star. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all, I'm sure they're all great guys. And, um, you know, we, we know what uh, Demir has done in the past supporting uh, kids with the Crylock Corner and getting that started. That's pretty cool. He, cool. I think he started it with 100 seats, and then other people jumped in. And so, and uh, last season, it was like 450 seats. They gave tickets. Oh, they gave away every game for uh, mostly to kids, probably that uh, or families that uh, maybe didn't have the opportunity or the wherewithal at the moment for whatever they were going through to attend games. So that was really awesome. And then, uh, what about the overall MVP of the team? Who is going to be the MVP? I'll start. I'll say Jefferson Saverino. How's that? Saverino. You're up. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with our number nine s- signing uh, midway through the season. Wh- whoever that <laughs> whoever is. Whoever that is. Our number wow. nine signing midway through the season. <laughs> you just picked somebody not on the team to be the MVP. <laughs> well, wow. that's a bold pick. I thought I he's, he's coming podcast. in with the fire. That's all I'm saying. The new number nine. I like that. He's going to be. I was not expecting that, but <laughs> that is a great call. All right. For me, I'm going defensive. Zach McMath. Goalie of the year for MLS. Wait, next Iron Man or no, next? No, Zach's going to be the goalie of the year in MLS, and he's going to anchor the back line of the year. Awesome. Yeah, there we go. That's it, Zach McMath, MVP. Runs less than everybody else on the field, wins MVP. Well, except for when the ball is somewhat close to him. Then he always comes out of his box. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He's going to have the year of his life and be our There's MVP. There's be tons of pictures of him just sideways, stopping Espe- shots. Especially if we do not sign a number nine. <laughs> that's the only way we're going to do really, really well. Is if Zach plays out of his mind. So right, there so. are our picks. If you want to see them, Brant is going to put a list up, and he's going to put it on Twitter and the Insta book of what's that one called? Insta Face. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's Facegram. Facegram and Insta book. You Facebook. twit face. <laughs> okay, that's so. not fair. You get to say bad words, and I never get to say bad words. <laughs> it's just combining social Shoot, media platforms. Darn it, huh? heck. Whoa. So let's talk about. <laughs> so we got know. the game coming up. Before we talk about the game, maybe we should talk about kits. Uh, well, not kits yet, but what about the oh, roster? Dang it. Um, We've been talking about. 
or we haven't talked about like who who's on the team. Um, there's some of well, like the goalkeepers. We've got uh, Gavin Beavers, Tomas Gomez, and Zach McMath. Probably okay there, right? Yeah. Defense. We've got. Sure. And I, I went through the uh, the RSL roster on defense in the back line. We got Andrew Brody, Justin Glad, Eric Holt, Jasper Loffelson, Marcelo Silva, <laughs> Brian Vera. Those are probably the the main players in defense. They're going to put Loffelson on defense. Yeah, well, he's listed, listed him as a defender. He, he listed as a defender. I think oh, wow. when we acquired uh, Ojeda, then Loffelson kind of was like, "Ooh, I'm out of position now," because he was kind of brought in as an outside back. Hmm. So I think he's the backup to Brody at this point. And then okay. we've got some other players that are on the, the – some younger players that may or may not see some time. Zach Farnsworth, if he ever gets over his injury bug, I yeah, I think be. someone mentioned I haven't followed, but – He's the uh, next Justin Glad from a lot of accounts. And then Jazil Roscoe, who's now with uh, Santos. Sure. No. Or San Luis. No, there you go. Yeah, and he made the bench for their U twenty, but he's not starting, I think. And you got a guy named Delance Pierre, Luis Rivera. Um, yeah, who haven't really seen the field at all for Real Salt Lake, so we'll talk about them when they do. And then in the midfield, you've, the players we're probably going to see the most of: Pablo Ruiz, Brian Ojeda, in the middle, yeah, Demir, kind of in the middle as well, Andres Gomez, Winger, Michael Chang, Winger, Scott Caldwell. They kind of should flip. Lawfulson and Caldwell, you know, defender, midfielder. I mean, it's all interchangeable. But these are just how they were listed on the on the website currently. And Julio Benitez, who's a young kid that I think a lot of people have some hope up, hope for, and we're maybe a little, I'm not concerned, but interested in the Moses Nyman signing when you've got young players like Benitez who – And Hidalgo. And Hidalgo, Bodhi Hidalgo. So we got Benitez, Hidalgo, and Diego Luna. That's one that, yeah. It's like, I, I, this is what goes back to my concerns about Pablo: is can he get these young players in and get them in a position where they can have a positive effect on the game? Yes, I know you got to do it in practice, but well, and also remember who's, like, he, who's he comparing to? I mean, you got Brian Ojeda, Demir Krylock, Gomez. I was going to say change. Yeah, Luna's not really a winger. He's kind of a either a false nine or a... He yeah. plays in the middle, right? Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, he could play on the outside. I mean, Kyle Beckerman played on the outside <clears throat> some games sometimes. But um, but he's kind of this this kid that people saw a lot from him when he was... Was he at El Paso or... He played for El Paso Locomotive. He also is a, like, one of the anchors US, on the U-20 team. International, Yeah. And and I think because they see the way he plays there, everybody's like hyped him up because of his offensive prowess and whatnot. And Pablo's like, dude, if you want to get on the field, you got to know when to press. You gotta you gotta know this press. And if you don't know it, I can't put you on the field because if one guy messes up the press, we get beat in behind, like quick, right? Like the press is something you gotta really focus on. So I think for me. He it gets a little lost in that discussion, right? Where a guy like, you know, we were talking about Loffelson, he's the kind of guy who will get that. He's got the hustle. He he run all day, right? Doesn't care. And yet, I th- it seems like that's what's missing in Luna's game. 
otherwise, um, you know, he mishits balls here and there. Like, he just doesn't seem like he's playing with the same confidence with RSL when he plays without RSL. Well, oftentimes I think in many cases the coach gets the benefit of the doubt, right? The coach, hey, you know what? These Yeah, there's a reason they, players move teams when they, they put don't the, get the on onus the field. on the player to get on the field, whereas they kind of cut the coach some slack because maybe this guy isn't um, developing these young kids as well as they should. Maybe his approach um, needs to change just a little bit to get cut of these young players a little bit of slack to get in the game. If you guys were sitting next to me, you could see the tension. <laughs> it's so palpable. You could cut it with a knife. Diego's not there, man. Diego, he may or may I not be, but I don't see him there yet. No. But again, so much promise, but it's like and then, you got to you know, deliver. Here's here's the conundrum, right? Diego Luna, some of these other young players, Michael Chang. Do like, you know how often did Michael Chang stink up the joint and not play defense, and yet you could count on him being in the in the well, yeah, game he played, he's yeah. played wing. So how? Where, yeah, it, uh, it is interesting how much playing time he received, and I don't know if received or earned, whatever you want to say. Um, you know, I've I thought of something while you guys were having your little tension. Or tit tat. Um, Diego Luna would fit in super well with the Crawley Town. I think if we send him to Crawley Town, British, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the way to go. I mean, you get we'll one get, or two international we'll, spots, right? I mean, Diego Luna, let's go Crawley Town. We'll get we'll get to Crawley. Then we had the forward list. You know, I got Anderson, Julio. Uh, Justin Miram, Rubio Rubin, Jefferson Saverino, they're the ones that are listed as the uh, forwards. As forwards and probably the ones that are going to see the most playing time because you also have a couple of rookies, Bertine Jockison, who has scored um, at least once, maybe multiple times in the preseason, and Elijah Paul, who draft pick. draft pick people have some high expectations for, and Axel Kai, I think they're expecting to see some playing time at RSL. And then you got Julio. Uh, Menendez, or is that Johnny Menendez? That should be Johnny Menendez, and he's been loaned out already. And and Moose, who from L.A. Yeah, we already talked about that. From Tyler's inside sources. That's well, that's I was it. just watching his face when he was talking about him. It just was like oh. he did a great job. He got yeah, us all he water. Did a great job. He carries that water bottle. <gasps> he kicked the ball. That's sometimes. some high quality H two O. Right on. So is All this, right. just out of question, is this roster better than last season's? No. At the moment. Yeah. It at, is. At the start of the season last year or with the improvements that were made? Just overall. How, I think at this point we're better off than we were last year at this point. But the roster's not better off, not better than the team we finished with. That, that's a harder conversation because by the time the year came, we had a proven goal scorer. We had a guy who scored seven out of the last 11 games. We don't we had, have we that now. We had a now. strong defensive back line that could send balls in. And we lost Herrera. So, like, you know, like there's some questions. But I think um, I think we're I think we're there. Uh, but we definitely need to get so, somebody to score some goals for us. So where, where are we lacking? Where does it need to improve? I mean, obviously the number nine, right? Everybody wants a nine. Everybody wants a goal scorer who can run in behind. But what if, we, what if we're not goals. playing the game that way? What if that's not how we're setting up? Then Demir's probably going to be our starting striker, and a lot of people are not okay with that, but I am. I'm cool with it because he gets on the end of 
of balls. And if we're going to be lobbing good balls in the box, then Demir's going to get on the end and knock him home. You right there, Brennan? I just... It's weird. I've never talked about somebody's private life before. (laughs) (laughs) So starting lineup, I think it's going to be just like the Chicago starting lineup, which was McMath and goal. (laughs) You think think McMath's going to be in goal? Yeah, I don't think Beavers is going to start. No. Um, I think he's a couple years out. Yeah, and I think our back line set, Brody, Glad, Silva, Oviedo. um, And... And at least for Vancouver, because you're probably going to see Vera move in and probably maybe go back and forth with Oviedo. Potentially, but I he just got here. It's going to take him. Pablo yeah. likes to see him acclimate before he puts him on the field too yeah. much. Um, then Loffelson Ojeda. Is this that, what we ran in Chicago? Was the fourteen? This was the last yeah. preseason game, which is usually an well, indicator of where they're going. Yeah, a pretty yeah. decent indicator. Um. Yeah, four two three one, pretty aggressive. Still pretty nice to help out. And then the forward. three, the three uh, attackers, if you will, Chang, Krylock, and Sava. And yeah. then up top, Julio, which is perfect because then that way he can run real fast, and hopefully not Palomas. Yeah, and I wonder. Well, I think you're going to see Rubio probably slide into that top, take that spot from Julio in the next game. Yeah, possibly. And then I mean, Pablo. What about him, so. what about um, Julio moving to Chang's spot? Because Julio likes to play. A and wing. that's what I was saying last season in the podcast. I was saying Julio would yeah, be a much be. much better winger, especially if we did the four four two. But also, we got to have a spot for Andres Gomez, who's our big youth signing, and I think maybe Chang sits and he starts. Well, I mean, if we or vice versa, well, he if comes we switch to four four two, we can fit him in much much easier because then we can have Crylock and. You know, Ruby Rubin or Julio up top, and then we can put in Gomez in the center, um, Ojeda on the other side, and then Sabarino and Ching, or Julio in replace of Ching and put Lawful. Yeah, there's a bunch of options. Be interesting to see yeah. what lineups they if they stick to this to start the season, or if there's going to be some changes. I think Pablo is a creature of habit, and he didn't really make a ton of changes in the way he approached the games last year, right? Which was evident at least in the second half. Well, so, that's a that's a that's a good sign though. I mean, you're you're negative Nelly towards that guy. I get it. He doesn't play your favorite player, Diego Luna. It's all understandable, <laughs> you know. No, but, it's it's cool. I get it. But yeah. it's not has nothing to do with who he plays or who he doesn't play. Right, right, right. It has to do with I want RSL to be successful, and I I hope that I honestly hope that Pablo figures it out and is successful, and we we don't have another season where. We've had two in a row where RSL is right there at the end. Last season, they were hanging on for dear life. They were um, plummeting like a lead balloon out of the playoffs. The year before, all the turmoil, Pablo comes in after um, what's-his-name took his services to his technical genius, um, tactical genius to Seattle, and we fought all odds against us, made the playoffs. So two different approach, two different endings to the season. One same headed in one result, direction, the other one headed in a different direction. Same result. If we are at that point this season, at the end of this season, whether that's um, fighting to make the playoffs, however the playoffs are supposed to be, yeah, however they end up, up, yeah. 
And we're in the exact same position. I th- I think that's proof that Pablo is not the guy. What I want for him to do is turn it around and figure it all out, and we end up way above our predictions. Did we make the playoffs? Yes. Yes, we did. Okay. Was it Pablo's fault for yes. Austin? It was, it was not Pablo's it fault for Pablo's Austin. It was Pablo's fault for having a historic, terrible run. Really? Because we, we were, we were going to lose against Austin, right? I, I'm not talking about here's what Here's the fault I think um, in Austin part of Pablo's fault was he didn't bring enough attackers <laughs> to that game. Well, I think he thought he could rest some people, and as a result, we ended up with... They were doing some awesome things. Yeah. Rubio Rabin out, outstepped his means. He, he did not play the right way. We go down one guy. Right. And After then, we went up 2-0. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, so his plan was working. He was a good coach. We yeah. had some scenarios that didn't work, yep. and we still fight to play it in. But the moment he – I think the only downfall is is he relies on the defense to finish the game, and that is our kryptonite Instead because when we're offense, always on yeah. our heels, we are not going to be fast enough. We're always going to allow a mistake. The the period between July and the end of August, September, where we went to it was RSL was the worst team in the league. That was on that's all on Pablo, in my mind. Well, and it was interesting how we tried to like rotate players in and out and like give people rest and other people not and I I, I just it was interesting. Um, it's not your typical approach, you know what I mean. It's not, okay, rest one center back this week, <laughs> rest one center back next week kind of a thing. It was more like, let's change the whole formation. I think this will work against this team. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. But, yeah, that that's always the, the, the hardest part as a coach. Like, you look at the coach and you say, well, why didn't you do this? And after the game's over, it's really easy to say that, right? It's hard to say at the first of the game, how are we going to line up against Vancouver? And I don't, how are we going to get yeah. goals against them? How's our press going to run? How how are these things going to go? And then be able to adjust mid-game if things aren't quite going the way that you want them to. And how much is that just Pablo? I mean, is that not the assistant coach that's helping yeah, out with tactics? Sure. It's the whole, <clears throat> whole coaching staff. The whole coaching staff. That's I what mean, I'm saying. So, so it's he, an indictment on all of them. And hopefully, it does I hope that it doesn't come to fruition? I want this team to be successful. I think that if Pablo's the guy that is they're counting on, then we need to see some steady progression all season. You're going to run into your your hiccups. Nobody's perfect. I mean, LAFC was lights out for most of the season, and they hit a skid late. Um, so but they still won the cup. They still won the cup. So you're going to see that during the season, but. You can't have an historic stretch stretch of games like they did last season, this season, and expect Pablo to stick around. Okay. Yeah, and, and then it comes back to do you do what's working and you keep at it, or do you change things up because the other team changed things up? You know what I mean? Like, are you steady and we play the way we play no matter what, or are you like, oh, these guys are doing this now. Here's how we counteract that, right? Like, I don't think either one is a wrong philosophy, but you kind of have to have that in your head so that when you see the other team doing certain things, you know what you're supposed to do, what your responsibilities are. And and Pablo, to that point, like in the Austin game, he put all of his eggs in one basket, and that was defense. He didn't didn't sub in early enough 
um, or sub someone in to go on the offense and play defense by putting the other team under pressure offensively because there yeah. were a few spots. I mean, Loffelson almost scored a goal. Loffelson and and Hidalgo were the only two that even <laughs> yeah. dared carry the ball past the midfield line. Yeah, so there was an opportunity there to put. I think it was Julio or was he sick? I think he might have been sick. Yeah, there was something. There was an opportunity there to put somebody go on the offensive and spread the field and open up because Austin was coming forward because they had to score two yeah. goals over and so, over and over. Yeah, we'll see. I, I honestly, I think I'm a little more optimistic about this team this season than I was last season. Well, good. But I think there's still a ton of work to do. So let's talk about all of the MLS kits that came out this last couple of weeks. And congratulations to Corinne for winning our competition. The our RSL Beehive kit. Woohoo! The Beehive State kit, technically. Do you guys like the kit? Do you like the Beehive kit? Yeah. Looks I great. think it's fantastic. I think it's got... I think the beehive could have been a little more pronounced. Um, that's the only feedback I've heard anything that's negative about it. Somebody did a poll online and there were over a hundred votes and it was like, I'm buying it now. Um, I'm not sure I can drop the 150 on the new Jersey and this Jersey's not okay. Not good. And uh, 2% was the last one. So everybody else oh. was either it's awesome or I'm, hesitating at $150 retail. But yeah, it's it's a ton of money for the the original kit. But it's beautiful. It's fantastic. I love the color. The color doesn't translate well on your computer screen. If you, no. see, if you see it in person, it is much, much better. And that was my only Agreed. thing. It's like if you could have done a, a row or two with just some highlights to show the the texture, the beehives on the kit. I think it would have stand, stood out a little bit more. But other than that, I mean, I think it's fantastic. And the beehives are not on the back, which is interesting. It's a different um, material on the back, which, you know, that's fine. But uh, there there are some other kits out there. Ho- probably you've seen our kit, right? But you might not have seen all the ones from around the league, and they're are a lot. I mean, everybody got a new one, except St. Louis got two new ones because they're a new team. Home and away, right? you got to have one for each. So, um, Favorite kits, guys? One or two? What do you like? Um, my my top three outside of RSL, I go back and forth on this. By the way, one of the things that I noticed that a lot of people didn't notice is the three stripes on the shoulders for Real Salt Lake. They appear to just be blue, but they have a red line underneath them too. So if you look at the inside of the jersey, the the stripes appear red, which I thought was really cool. Makes it pop. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Brent. Yeah, I think uh, my top three, um, I love the Toronto kit. Oh, really? Yes, I love the Toronto kit. I love kit. Toronto's colors. I just don't love that kit with the red sleeves. For stripes I'm, and hoops, I'm not a bit like I like it better than Kansas City's. So, in no order, um, no particular order, I really like Toronto. I really like Chicago. I know that's not a very popular opinion, but I do like the Chicago kit. And well, they kind of went with that Man City look with the logo on the chest in the center, but then um, it's kind of got that light blue Man City. But then they threw in some Chicago red as well, so they got the and their geographic geo geo 
geometric <laughs> shapes. Yeah, kind of looks like chevron stripes here and there and wherever. It kind of reminds me of the Kick Cancer kit last year, the yellow, oh, yeah. the square one where first impressions nobody likes, and then after a while, Everybody's yeah. Like, kinda, oh, yeah so cool. I wonder if that'll be the same as well, kind of wear on people. And probably, you know, one of the ones I do like is the San Jose. I thought that that style might have been good for a Real Salt Lake kit and some mountains. That's yeah, like the Quake kit, right? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, those are some of the the ones that I that I really I really liked. Yeah, the blue on black of San Jose. It's their dark jersey. But there's a lot of there's a lot of good ones out there. There's a few that I'm not particularly fond of. If we were gonna, but we can go to that. What do you What do you like, Brandon? Which was your some of your? I favorites? like Minnesota. The Northern Lights kid. <clears throat> yep. I do like that one as well. It's, that one's getting a lot of describe love. that one. Uh, very nice teal blue that fades into uh, pink and then black and then on the bottom it's white and the way it fades is really really clean and it's got the big target logo in the center so it makes it very minimalist and it looks just really clean I love the color scheme yeah yeah I do too they're all pretty light yeah uh, it almost looks like a corporate logo but then done much better yeah, and I just I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of over all the old school soccer jerseys like all these stripes like everybody's oh, done yeah. stripes over and over and over and over like Toronto it looks like everybody's kit. Oops. If you went on FIFA and you chose a league, you'd find like 40 different pairs of those. <laughs> if you went the gray on black stripes yeah, with and then red sleeves. You go to Austin Everybody's done that style where they don't do the stripes the correct way and they mix it all up. It's like they stole Barca's stripes from a few years ago. Atlanta looks like they didn't try. Well, um, th- that one is the uh, inverse of their OG jersey. So instead of red and black stripes, it, they're black with red stripes. Oh. <laughs> oh, it makes makes a world of difference. Makes a lot of sense. I know. Um, I thought yeah, that was I mean, funny. I was like, see, "What?" My thing is, is I feel like we're not really stepping out of bounds when it comes to like new styles. I mean, Chicago's looks kind of cool because it's a little different, but it's still being safe. What do you think about Charlotte? The the purple that that dark, and then it comes kind of in with the uh, the bright blues. Uh, as reminds me of that pop tart. Yeah, with the swirl, with the blue purple swirl inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Pop Tart jersey, I love it. Yeah, I'm just not too excited about it. But I mean, it's better than it. Orlando's, right? Like, yeah. The one thing about Orlando's is it's much better than last season's. Yeah. The the and they probably still play with that <laughs> if that's the one, unless they're getting into that one. Nope. That sunburst one. Oh my gosh, that was terrible. And then the other one I I really loved, or did we not get through? Oh yours? no, I'm done. I'm okay, done. was Nashville, Nashville. Where's Nashville? And Columbus. I kind of went back and forth. It's the black jerseys. Oh. Uh, Columbus is black and has like some. I did like that one, yeah. Gray on it, some dark gray. But Nashville's is clean. It's black and it has the silver offset. And I just, man, that's a good looking kit. They call it the man in black. Miami's is pretty good, the black one too. It's, the stripes are, the yeah. hoops are in there. Just yeah, like, I like that one too. But the pink, I'm, I'm I'm not a fan of that pale pink thing, still. So uh, the other two won. Plus Columbus was kind of my unofficial team before Real showed up. So always a fan of the yellow on black. 
Yeah, more black than yellow. Any kits yeah. that you just really don't get? Uh, it's the Seattle Sounders. I don't mm-hmm. get it. People so the are Bruce loving Lee that. Kit? People are loving the Bruce Lee. Enter the dragon. Yeah, but there's no dragon. It's like you see his... It looks like a crawdad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh. if it's a dragon, let's see the dragon's face. You know what I mean? Let the tail be on the shoulders or something. I don't... I don't yeah, I, I, it was like they just need to swirl that dragon a little different on the to get the texture right. <clears throat> Plus, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, they... Seattle's trying to be Real Salt Lake now again, huh? You stole our GM and our other GM and our assistant coach and our Rusnak, and now you're still in our jersey. Good job. But the funny thing about that is what? How it worked out for us? No, the jersey, <laughs> the kit on the back. Oh, it's all it's black. Yeah, it's black, black on the back. Yeah, which is interesting because it's very red on the front with a few yellow highlights, black yeah, background. Yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah. Definitely out there. The Red Bulls are kind of crazy, too. Um, it's kind of nice. I like that color scheme. Yeah. It kind of looks like Leeds. they softened up Real's jersey and threw a few blue swirls in there and some bulls on the front. Yeah, it kind of looks like Leeds United. Yeah, that, that more, Leeds, Leeds blue is and more blue. Yeah. Blue I'm, and red. I'm kind of a fan of the, the Philly one that has the clouds and stuff on it. I think that one might be... that would. I really like that one. If you see it in person, it might be even better. And plus, their logo says Thomas, so that just ups it in my book a whole oh, never bunch. <laughs> I mean, it's meant for the uh, the nice, soft, uh, you know, English muffins. Now tell me, Portland Timbers doesn't look like a bagpipe that's green. If you were Scottish, though, you would be in love with that jersey. Absolutely. Right? Is there? If you were to pick one, which one was the biggest miss that you don't like that just hurt your eyeballs? LAFC. No, not LAFC. I'm going to go with LA with the, what did they call it? The LA kit. It's very green. Boring. With a lot of yellow. And then it looks like the Wakanda neck. I don't know what that is. It looks like, I I, I assume it's meant to be like the Aztec kind of look, but they called it the LA kit, so it can't be that. So again, I not not my favorite kit for sure. Probably the worst one there for me. Um, NYFC FC. Um, I just hate it because they look like Manchester City. Well, it looks. What is it? Yellow on black. Know. It's weird. With a but, little um, black swirl. New England looks like they didn't finish their project on time, but they still turned it in. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They were like, let's have it do this. And then they went and played video games. And Take then, that, Bobby Wood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the one I'm not really a fan of. I I have two I go back and forth. The the one, uh, well, the, the entire state of Texas got robbed, right? You got the Dallas with the uh, U10 jersey with the burn. Yeah, logo. they just took that old burn logo and just put it in the background, and then they stopped. And then <laughs> Austin, like, uh, Austin with the mist, uh, so the asymmetric lineup of stripes. the stripes. I'm not a fan of, and then Houston is just orange. But the one that I I just really <laughs> that I'm surprised by is the LAFC. It looks like a dirty rag. Like after you whitewashed your car, if you do that, or cleaned up something, and your rag, you got that's what your rag looks like. Very disappointing. Yeah. They call it the smoke screen kit. I call it the pollution kit. 
<clears throat> well done. Smog. Let's call it the smog. <laughs> the smog, the smog kit. kit. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, uh, you got the LAFC with the smog kit, and then Seattle with the desolation of smog kit. Desolation <laughs> of smog. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, and the one we didn't talk about is the team we play, Vancouver. White with a blue stripe across, and their logo on it with a red stripe in the middle there. It looks like the uh, Chicago White Sox from the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, just like that. Yep. Yep, exactly. Wow, that's... But it's in Vancouver. That's a cool-looking one. And then there's a couple other of really light stripes somewhere. It's like it's a girdle. No, what do they call the the crop top? What do they call those? A crop top? The crop top. Tube top. (laughs) Tube top. Looks like a tube top. (laughs) (laughs) The Telus tube top. Uh, That's their sponsor, Telus. Tell us about it. Yeah, it's not good. Um, Cincinnati's okay. Uh, NYC got some of the orange off, so that looks pretty tight. And I like St. Louis's red, their home kit. Their pink one. The pink one. I like that. It's got the stripes on one side. And, and then Colorado tried to get out there with their kit. It's kind of a light blue um, and white. It's kind of that, like, almost got there. It's like, it's like ice. Uh, it's like yeah. Smirnoff ice. Yeah, it does look like Smirnoff ice. <laughs> it's a good one, yeah. So hopefully Kansas City's There's a lot of really good ones hoops. out there. Yeah. And I really do like RSL's beehive kit. Really do. Yeah. That's definitely tight. It's nice that we don't have white. Yeah. Like it's a really cool change. And yeah. then next season in twenty twenty four we'll get the the new home kit, which is going to be rather interesting, I think. Oh, and one of the things that uh was pointed out is that uh RSL has two road shorts they have dark blue and they have yellow Ooh. so they may be playing yellow on yellow on yellow which is not my favorite look but the dark the, blue shorts the yellow that it is is not you know highlighter it's not offensive yellow <laughs> it's not offensive <laughs> yellow that's a good way to say that um but they'll primarily play with the blue shorts when they can but when they're playing teams like you know blue teams <laughs> that's not gonna work so no. That's when they'll play with the yellow shorts. And if they, especially if they change the numbers on the blue shorts, and as long as they're not white, they're the same color as the the beehive kit. That'd be, yeah, that'd look tight. Yeah, it would. There that you would go. Look tight, as the young kids would say. Yeah, good stuff. It looks tight. All right, so those are our thoughts on the kits. Um, now to the game. Vancouver. Yeah. Prediction. Prediction. I'm gonna go. My prediction is three to one RSL. That's what I predicted every game last year. Every I don't know. Game. Um, at least on one of the sites I was on, that was just a running joke. Uh, three to one. I think um, it'd be interesting. I'm I'm curious to see how this team comes out. Is they going to come out guns a blazing and ready to go? And they look like uh, they're going to take on the world. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm just excited for the game. Um, you know, it's probably going to end up like a two two one one. I think 2-0. For I think who? Have, uh, us. I think we have a chance. Ooh, going up to Vancouver on the turf and getting a result? I think so. I mean, if we don't, might as well bench Demir. <laughs> so, <laughs> Make some early preseason judgments and yeah. just start benching people. <clears throat> yeah, hey, you didn't perform. See ya. Get out. What about you, Tyler? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going 2-1. 2-1 RSL. Yep. 
And remember, it is on Apple TV, and it's free. So if you do have the Apple TV app, you can get this game for free. I think it's the third game of the season. They stopped doing free games after that. So you get two weeks. So the first week, they're all available. Second week, I think it's half. And third week, there's a quarter of the games available. And then after that, you kind of have to invest in season pass or come watch with us. Yeah. Come watch with us. Or come to the stadium and watch. I mean, there's a couple different ways to consume RSL. It's either stadium or Magna Main Street. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Both That's of them are historic, about. baby. Yeah, we're probably going to. We'll definitely be there the first game, first road game, and probably at least once a month the rest of the season. Yeah, or let's more. do it. I know that uh, Steve at uh, Cattleman's Burger Company is going to have the game on every week. So you can watch home games there. You can watch away games there. But he's really hoping that RSL fans will come down and support his great little burger joints. So we're Sweet. we're all very relatively positive. But uh, should we <laughs> pessimistic and positive are the same, right? <laughs> I'm well, more positive for, hey, for, for Brant. Yeah. For a pessimist, I'm pretty optimistic. Yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite songs from Paramore. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> I have greater hopes for RSL this season than start of last season, but I still have the same concerns. But one, if we want to get really negative, and I apologize, we'll go right into the Come On Crawley update. Holy, oh, wow, holy okay. smokes! And we I have a put theory. a hold on this Crawley update. Oh, oh it's um, when I start crying. Okay. So I have a theory though <laughs> that I wanted to run by you guys. We love your theories. Okay, this is a this is a great one. Promotion and relegation, right? There's a lot of that's clever. When did you think of that? Euro snobs. <laughs> There's a lot of Euro snobs, right? Yeah. That they, they say the only way Major League Soccer, the only way the U.S. soccer experience is going to ever mature is by having promotion and relegation. Right. Separates the boys from the men. Yeah. And here's my theory, though. 99% of those folks that's, that are so in love with this promotion and relegation have never gone through have it. Have never gotten relegated. They're Manchester United fans. They're Tottenham fans. They're Man, Man City, City fans. fans. They're Arsenal fans. They're yep. Everton fans. Everton's fans are yeah, on the who, hot seat. Who's your favorite team? Real Madrid. Oh, come on. You can't say you're in favor of promotion, relegation, and your only team's Real Madrid. Bayern, I, I hear you. Bayern Munich. Barcelona. None of them have the or, vast majority of them. Or even better, if you're Scotland fan, like you're a Rangers or a Celtic fan, those, I mean... The one club did get relegated because they were cheating, straight up cheating. But they, it took them like two years, and they were back in their premier, the Scottish premiership. So ninety nine percent of them have never gone through the process. It's so painful. Oh, I'm telling you right now. I'm watching you, and it is not fun, man. Crawling. Two teams get the relegated from League Two into the National League, which is a whole other story. Yeah, uh, a lot of people know about the National League because they're watching uh, Wrexham. Blame it on Wrexham or whatever. Blame it on Wrexham. Yeah. Blame it on Wrexham. And I can tell you right now, the thought of Crawley getting relegated because they're in 21st out of 22 teams, oh, it's it's just tearing me up. I think there's 24 teams or 23 out of 24. Mm. It's just tearing me up, man. They, They look terrible. Although they have showed a little fight the last couple of games, but they don't have a scorer. They don't have a striker. They gave away, they traded away the best goalie in League Two to Gillingham. And you, I wouldn't wish this on anybody except for Manchester City fans. <laughs> it is awful. 
the uh, the thought of them going down. But hopefully, we got 17 games to turn it around. But well, it is here's the deal, Brant. Remember that game you attended between Crawley and Luton Town? Yes. <laughs> Luton Town sit in fourth in the championship <laughs> and are in prime spot to be so, so what in the saying, playoff. And so be what you're saying? So you're saying there are teams that can come from where Crawley was and actually make something of themselves? There they so are. So why, why are we right getting there, mad at people that have made something for themselves? Yeah, let's not. Let's that are not still mad. in the top of the table because they've made a name for themselves and they've maintained that. They haven't lost well, so much that they're in threat of going all, down. It's hard the, to be jealous of success. It well, here's, is. Here's the thing. There's only one team. There's only been one single team. In the Premier League era from 92, 93, 93, 94. Till now. Till now. That has been relegated out of the EFL, which is the top four leagues. Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two. Only one. So there's only one group of fans that have experienced the full slate. The full slate, the full drop, and that's I mean, Oldham Athletic fans. Why they were, were, I mean, Leeds almost did it. They they went Leagues. down and then went down. There's been quite a few that but have gone down to, league, to league, league Two. Bolton Wanderers have been down there. Blackburn and some other ones. But for the most part, they go up and down in the top two or three leagues. But um, for those that... But there's still a lot of money there. There's still a ton of money. So yeah. In the championship. That's, that's why, you know, League and Don't two, get me wrong. I really love promotion relegation, but I don't think the U.S. is there or may ever oh, get there. Boy. But... It's no fun. I'm telling you, especially if a team like New York got. <laughs> can you imagine if like the New York teams got dropped from Major League Soccer? Like you couldn't do that. Like no. you can't have a viable league like that. So that's, so unless, that's why we can't unless have you're yet. a Knotts County or an Oldham fan, or let's say maybe a Norwich or a there's more clubs Sunderland. in London than there are in all of the United States. So just think of that when you next time you want promotion relegation, they're talking about next door clubs. We're talking about having to fly all the way across our huge vast country. It just it's not the same thing. So whenever that comes up, I'm gonna uh, on the internet's interwebs. I'm gonna say, well, what team do you follow? So you know what, you don't have any skin in the game. Yeah, Swansea. Yeah, but you could have chose the right team. I could have. I guessed wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're 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 but, being a little little uh, little childish here. No, but what it shows is that I'm a fan, right? True fan. Yeah. I could and have fans, said, hey, you know what? Fans complain for the team. I right. could have said, hey, you know what? You know what? Screw Crawley. I'm going to be a Luton Town yes. fan because the Hatters are that close to being in the Premier League. But I'm not going to do that because it's, I am a Crawley fan. Yeah, that's right. We support equal outcomes. I Wait, fully what? agree with that. I think I think nobody <laughs> should be in League Two. From? Nobody should be in League One. Everyone should I be think, in the Premier League. I think Premier League should be 177 teams, and I think Crawley no, Town should be the headmaster, just I'm like not. Gryffindor, because nobody cares about Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. It's Hufflepuff. only Gryffindor and Slytherin. No, so I'm not. I think I'm, Crawley's in the same position. I'm not against promotion relegation. Right? I'm not either. But I'm I just think saying there's too levels. There's I'm so just, much pain in your voice. There, I'm just saying that the people that are so pro-promotion <laughs> relegation in the United States have never had to suffer through it. That's the very vast, true. The vast majority boring. of yeah. them. Yeah. But I support so, it. Because uh, Premier League gets really boring when you just see the same teams over it's like, and over. It's like the but Bundesliga. Is, it's like you're you're going to sit there and you're going to say, like, this team is still winning, still doing what it needs to do, and it's just so boring. Like we should t- we should uh, do a random roll, 
and get, you know, like 12 of the top teams in Premier League, bump them down two leagues, see if they can move their way back up. I think that's how it should do. Every 100 years. Every 100 years, reset it, just yeah. spin the wheel. Because I think equal opportunity is the way to go. Well, it's like the Bundesliga. I mean, Bayern Munich's won it 10 years in a row. Yeah, it's like at that I point, your league gets a little boring. Yeah, I'm not. Stale. I, they play great football over there, but I'm not really watching them because what's the point? I like Mines 05, but they're just a mid-table team. I, I'm a, I love those mid-table teams. <laughs> and why, why is East Germany so bad at soccer? I mean, why is West Germany so good? Like all the good teams are in West Germany. You ever see that on a map? All know. the teams that have won for like the last 80 years or something. Okay, that's an exaggeration. But it's something like that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So you can tear down the wall, but you can't tear down the teams, huh? Can't tear down the hearts of the teams. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, enough about historic German soccer. <laughs> All right, anything else? Anything grind your gears besides uh, my illogical rants? No, the only thing that really grinds my gears is this whole promotion or relegation thing. <laughs> I just don't understand it. Because it's like, you have all these teams, and it's like, they just consistently are just there. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, Manchester United, Tottenham, uh, Manchester City. It's like, come on. Like, why why, why do they keep doing so well? You know what I mean? Like, we need to have some teams falter a little bit so we can change some things well, up. Well, it'll be interesting to see the Premier League under an actual salary cap. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, and then, a real salary cap that's like enforceable. Yeah, kind of like. Wow, maybe we should talk to Man City about that. Yeah, they should, huh? Cheaters. That's what really grinds my gears. Is Manchester Cheaters. City? It's taken this long to do that. Like, you're gonna allow them to go like ten years of just being a ten well, powerhouse. Well, they prom- did they, it. They promised. They said, "Hey, oh, we're we're not gonna do it this year." Yeah, and they Bar- said, "Okay." Barca did it, and they're still suffering the the sanctions from FIFA, and they're dropping results they're not the team they were right barca's had to suffer through some things um i think the galaxy kind of did something similar (laughs) they kind of got their hand slapped by mls recently and here's the thing a lot of their supporter groups are trying to like yeah they're five they're fighting to try to get chris klein out but chris klein was the fall guy he wasn't the only guy breaking the rules he was just two guys there's chris klein and then the guy well, they broke MLS salary cap rules. Oh. They made a fudge and they some got numbers. slap on the hand, and they took the fall, and that's why they didn't get fired. Like, like the L.A. fan groups are like, we're not coming to the stadium until you fire Chris Klein. And they're like, well, he's our fall guy. We can't fire him because then we lose our fall guy. Like, you got to think this through, guys. Like, He knows too much. He's a former RSL guy, Chris Klein. Oh, I know. I literally, every time you say that, I picture a slide that he did because I was in the stands watching him at um, the U, and he did this slide where he was running behind the guy, slid down, and he used his left leg and curled it over the ball and grabbed the ball and picked it up. It was the coolest thing ever. And I always think, that was Jason Christ's best friend he traded. Yeah. (laughs) So thoughts about your teams. Manchester United, they're making a... I might get a tattoo of Eric Ten Hag on my butt because he's so good. That is so much dedication to a coach who won't be there that long. What are you talking about? I mean, he might be there, you know, eight, ten years. But that's a long time in coaches' terms. But for your backside, I mean... Well, That's going to last for the rest of your life, bro. (laughs) Well, the thing is, is we are are currently in third place... By Which is like two, two spots points. behind Arsenal, yeah. Only two points. 
And you played Aston Villa recently. Like, come on, of course you're gonna win. Uh, yeah, four two, baby. But Man City, Man City tied. Yeah, they so. went to Nottingham and couldn't get the second yeah. goal. Well, Nottingham Forest is my second favorite team. Over Dude, Kaylor Navas is standing on his head, man. That was a great acquisition That's for them. Absolutely. But also, I just like Brennan Johnson. Brennan Johnson, so fast. He's very, very good. But yeah, so overall, I think Eric Ten Hag is putting Man U back to where it needs to be. Yeah. Takes yeah. time. So it takes some time. Yeah, yeah. Marcus Rashford's playing a whale and uh, having a whale well, in the season. Well, that's because yeah. he's playing the way Eric Ten Hag is, and so it's opening up a lot of opportunities. You can watch a lot of YouTube videos on it, and they're talking about how they're moving the ball around, and it's making Rashford just explode yeah. because he's just getting way more confidence because he's got way more opportunities, and he's a finisher when he has a confidence. So Yeah, he's doing well. And to yeah. use a, a very British sl- saying, colloquialism, is it uh, – Squeaky bum time for Arsenal. It seems like. So, did you see the game-winning goal? That header. Uh, was it Martinelli? No. Uh, it was, was Mart. It was Martinez. Oh, it was Martinez. He was the goalie, and he dove to block it, and it hit the crossbar, and he turned around to kind of see if it went in, and it hit him in the head like a perfect header, <laughs> and he headed it into his own goal. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was like the ninety-second minute or something. Wow. And then Martinelli scored in like the. 196th, I don't know, 196th minute, yeah, Yeah. where he just walked the, just ran past everybody and scored. But yeah, go watch this, the third goal, it was awesome. The World Cup goalie, (laughs) just make a fool out of himself. Yeah, and Jorginho was like, they said something to him about like, hey man, how about that third goal? And he was like, oh yeah, I just, I hit it and I just hoped for the best. And when it went in, I was like, I don't care how it went in. Yeah. I don't care if I kicked it. I don't care if somebody else had it or whatever. I'm taking it. So, Yeah, he's a good goalie. But the race up there is starting to tighten up. Look like Arsenal might be running away with it, but there's been some... Controversy. Uh, controversy? There's been some controversy, some controversy in the locker room. Yeah, they're they're starting to second-guess themselves a little bit. Well, when you can just out, you know, pay everybody and be Man City and cheat and not follow the rules, yeah. you know? You know, it'd be fantastic. They should lose points. Right? It'd be fantastic if, they, just like they did with the uh, Rangers, they, Manchester. As soon as they take Man City, take first place, then they hit them with the, the a, points deduction, thirty thirty point <laughs> deduction, or something like that. Actually, you took twenty fourth. <laughs> Wait, what? There's only twenty teams. Honestly, yep, you're so out. Have them have the most points, and then. But they're also them. like talking about like taking away their trophies from like the past eight years or something. Like those, they should the do eight, something to trophies. punish them. Yeah, I think so too. Because I mean. They all of a sudden they got new owners and then they were a title contending team out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? That's why you don't ever meet anyone that's been like, I've been a city fan for forty years. No. no. It's like I've been a city not fan. Here. When, uh, not here. Not here. Al Jabbar bought the Man City team. Like, yeah. yeah. And they say it's like the the blue half of Manchester. <laughs> No. It's more like the blue quarter. It's the blue quarter. I yeah. did see you saying they did have, even when they were in the championship and not Manchester City that we know today, they did have a relatively strong core of about you know, 24,000, 28,000 fans yeah. of the game every every week. So, But they're not, they, no. that's where the true fans are. Yeah. Everybody else is. The global entity that is Man City. Is a bunch of bandwagon. Yep. Euros, not promotion relegation. No, <laughs> Grinding somebody else's gears now. Just because your team is losing. Oh, so my come gosh. join us. You had a 50 50 shot and you chose the wrong 50. 
Well, I, I, but like I said, I'm 100% a Crawley fan, regardless. Yeah. Bringing it. Go to the Champions League, huh? All right. I think we're done, huh? Yeah, we're done. What's a reminder? Join us. Saturday. Saturday, February 25th. Game starts at 8.30. Mountain time. Go, go a little bit early. Get some food. Yeah, yeah get some. Because isn't he close? What time is he close? No, oh, he'll, he'll be there. He'll, he'll be, be there, there grilling up burgers. Oh, he will? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Come right at 8. We'll give away some prizes before the game. We'll give away some prizes halftime. And then we'll, you know, give some prizes away at the end of the game. Maybe, you know, pick the score, that kind of thing. Yeah, you got to stay late for can those I, ones. Can I so. be in the prizes? I would no. love to have some of the no, prizes. No, you're out. I'm out? No. You're out. I'm going to talk to Thomas. I'm just like, hey, man. Win. Can I have some free goodies? Can I have a see-through butt pack? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Fanny? Fanny? Oh, we can't say Fanny? No. Uh, what can we say? Bum bag. Oh, hip hip hugger. Yeah, my hip hugger. <laughs> you can see right through my hip hugger. It's not fun. All okay. right. Well, thanks for listening. And hope your teams do better than mine. <laughs> and we're out. Chet, you betcha. <laughs> <laughs> Later, skater. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>